0: If you want to build more sustainable eating habits, Noom Weight can help. Our program uses psychology to empower you with the practical knowledge and skills you need to build long-lasting habits and behaviors. Our personalized courses use scientifically proven principles like cognitive behavioral therapy to help you better understand and manage your relationship with food, one meal at a time. So whether your goal is to feel more energized, boost your mood, or improve your stress levels, Noom can provide you with the expert guidance and tools to make it happen. Best of all, you're in charge of how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. 5, 10, or 15 minutes, how much time you want to spend on our program, is up to you. We won't tell you what you can or can't eat either, because we don't believe in good or bad foods. Instead, we'll provide you with the support and wisdom you need to make informed choices that fit your lifestyle and health goals. Start your trial at Noom.com slash balance. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash balance. Hi, and welcome to the Shoot from the
1: Heart podcast with me, Diane Bell. If you want to write a script, make a movie, or quite simply live an abundant and creatively fulfilled life, you are in the right place. Each week, I'll share with you tips, techniques, and real-world information that will inspire and empower you on your path. Thank you so much for joining me. I am rooting for you all the way. Let's do this. Hi there. Hi, beautiful and amazing screenwriters, filmmakers, and creative souls. How are you this evening or today or whenever you're listening to this? Welcome to episode number 35 of the Shoot from the Heart podcast. This is going to be about seeking validation I am recording this live on Instagram, so if you're joining me live, hello, so nice to see you. This is a very strange time for me to be doing this. I normally record my podcasts in the middle of the day, so it's very unusual that I'm doing a live at this time on Instagram, but I just thought, what the heck? I thought, if I switch on the live, then I'm probably more likely to actually finish it and do it right now, and hopefully won't be interrupted by my kids. And the reason that I am doing it at this time is because today was our first day of homeschooling. I don't know other parents out there, how you guys are doing, what you are doing, how you are coping. We decided to homeschool to withdraw from the public school system just now because, well, it's remote learning and that wasn't really working for us in spring. So I had my first day of homeschooling my kids and it was amazing, but it's also pretty full on. So this is the first minute I've had to myself. Here I am. Here I am. So let's jump into it. The topic for today's podcast is seeking validation. And the reason that I wanted to talk about this is because a number of people have been coming to me, uh, screenwriters in my screenwriting group, as well as people who are like thinking about joining the screenwriting group or something. And they ask me the same thing. They're like, will you read my script, you know, as I'm writing it? Will you give feedback while I am writing my script? or they're writing it and they're like, will you look at it and tell me if it's okay, if it makes sense? Or they say to other people in the group, hey, I'm up to page 30, would you read it and let me know if it's any good, if it's worth continuing with. Now, there's a reason that in my screenwriting course, I don't offer feedback while someone is writing their first draft. This is not just me being lazy or me not wanting to do that or something. It is quite simply, I think it's a terrible idea. (laughs) Why do I think it's a terrible idea? Asking someone to give you feedback on a first draft is kind of like, I'm trying to think of the analogy here. It's like sitting down at the piano for the first time and then asking someone to critique your piano playing. Well, of course it's rubbish. Of course it's terrible. What, What are you doing asking someone to give you a critique when you're just, starting out when you're just in the throes of creation. I think as well, when you were actually writing a first draft, we don't want to be in the headspace of analyzing it, overthinking it, critiquing it, coming to it from that viewpoint of the critic. We don't want to be thinking about what other people are going to make of it. We want to just be in the flow of the creation. Like I really strongly believe in order to write good material in order to really tap into your strongest voice and your strongest power as a writer, the number one thing you need to do is just switch off all that noise and become like an open channel who is totally unafraid. And I mean that in the sense that you are not afraid to write crap. (laughs) You know, you're not afraid of writing the worst screenplay ever. You're just getting it down on the page. You're just being present to it and letting it flow through you that is how you will write something good. You have to be willing to risk writing something terrible in order to write something good. And it feels to me like a lot of people starting out just want to bypass that. They want to know from the start that it's good. They want to be validated before they've even finished the thing and be told it's good so that then they, they know it's worth them continuing in it. they know it's worth their while finishing it. But the whole act of creation is just a mad leap of faith. The whole act of creation is just a holy yes to the madness and the chaos that might come out of you. It's just a a commitment to be there, to be present, to be a channel to the story that's coming through you, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's terrible, whether it's a mess, whether it's ridiculous, whether it's stupid, no matter what it is, to allow it to come through you and to get it down on the page. So when we get into the headspace of we write 10 pages and we're already saying, I want someone to have a look at it to tell me if it's any good. It's like, wait, 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 why would we expect it to be good at this point for the first, in the first thing? And why wouldn't we just trust our own judgment? Why wouldn't we trust the process? Your screenplay is ready to share when you really believe it's good. Your screenplay is ready for you to share with other people when you're absolutely convinced that it is the best thing that it can be. That's when you share it, when you feel empowered in yourself and you're seeking feedback versus validation. Because let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about the idea of validation. I was thinking, why do people seek validation? And I think it's clear that when people are looking for for feedback, quote unquote, on something that's hardly written and they say, I really want someone to read it so I can decide if it's any good or if it's worthwhile, I don't think we're seeking feedback, we're seeking validation and we seek it because one, we don't trust our own judgment. And I would just ask you, if you're, if you're in that position of thinking, I want someone to look at my work, right? Really think about this and ask yourself, is this what you're seeking? Do you trust your own judgment? Because this to me is actually the most important skill you need to develop. If you're going to be a successful artist of any kind, you need to trust your own judgment. And what that means is that you say, I like that. I don't like that. I think that's good. I don't think that's good. I think this is right. I don't think that's right. And you're not overthinking it and you're not second guessing it and you're not going but what would the audience think what would the critics think what would that person think who cares what anyone would think because here's the thing about this about creation is that nobody knows anything And there's so much evidence for this in the film industry. There is so much evidence. There are stories of people who thought that they were working on a turkey and it turned out to be a work of genius. There are far more stories of people thinking they were working on works of genius and it turned out to be something of a turkey when it went out into the public eye. Nobody knows anything. There are films that are made that are completely panned and dismissed when they are first revealed to the public, that they are thought to be terrible films, that 10 years later are considered to be masterpieces. What happened? Did the film change? No, the film didn't change. People's opinions about it changed, right? On the other hand, there's films that are lauded and given all the attention when they come out, and a couple years later, they're forgotten about. Or even worse, they're kind of derided a few years later, and it's sort of like a bit of embarrassment amongst people. Why did we think that was good when it's clearly rubbish? Right, so... Nobody knows anything. Now, once you really accept that and you know that that is the truth—that nobody knows anything—you realize that your judgment is just as valid and just as good as everybody else's, right? So, what you decide is good, and what you decide is valid is just as important. And then you realize, "Uh aha, that means that I can trust my own judgment. If I think it's good, I, I, it's good. Period. (laughs) Done. And maybe nobody in the whole world agrees with me. Maybe I'm the only person that thinks it good, but if I think it is, then it is for me. And as an artist, you have to develop that power. You have to develop that faith in yourself. If you don't do that, you're always going to be buffeted around. You're never going to be sure of yourself. It's just going to be a disaster. So you have to trust your own judgment. Why else do we seek uh, validation? We want the approval of others, I seem to remember a letter years ago. Do you remember this? It was like by a Nobel Prize scientist or something saying, why do we do what we do? Why do we, uh, you know, work on these formulas and these theories and everything? And he said, really, it's so that we're loved by others, so that we get their approval. And some people would say that's almost why we do anything and everything. Like, why do you write? Why do you want to make films? What is it really about? Like underlying everything when you peel it all back, And I would say it is really often we want that approval. And why do we want the approval of others? It's really fear, isn't it? Like when you peel it back again, you realize we want the approval of others because we're afraid we're not enough. We're afraid that we'll be rejected. We're afraid that we'll be ostracized. We want to feel safe, right? And so these are all reasons that we seek validation from others. And we might use our art sometimes as a tool for that. When you recognize it, I think you can start to overcome that because you can start to realize that really you don't need the approval of others. You are already enough, right? There's nobody else that can say you are good. You are good, (laughs) right? There's nothing to prove. And when you sort of realize that, you become free from this. But a lot of us are caught in that still. And when we're writing a script, we want someone else to approve it. We want somebody else, somebody who knows to say, you are good. It's worthy. Keep going. You're worth it. Right. But I am telling you right now, you can do that for yourself. You don't need anyone else to do it. And honestly, if you rely on the voice of others for that, then you will also be slayed by them because if they tell you it's not good, if they tell you you're not good enough, it will destroy you. You have to choose to validate yourself and operate from that place. That is how you will succeed. Not by seeking the validation of others. So I think like when you really, really dig into this question of why do we even seek validation, you will see ultimately it is all about fear. I mean, it's just, it's always the case, isn't it, with these things? When I hear people say, "Will you read my script because I don't know if it's any good. I don't know if I'm wasting my time. I think, who am I to say, like, why would you think that I have a better judgment on that than you? You're not wasting your time. Of course you're not. If you're doing something that you love, If you're being a channel for something that wants to come through you, if you're living your purpose, it can never be a waste of time. There's no world in which that could be a waste of time. And whether I think it's good or not, is it completely freaking irrelevant right? or anybody else? You choose to believe that it's good and everything else flows from that. And when you're in that empowered space, then I think you're ready to receive feedback and feedback is different from validation cuz feedback is actually getting some like some thoughts back on your work and i'm not denying that that's important i'm not sort of saying that you should live in a little bubble and just create your own work and ignore everybody else completely feedback is absolutely crucial and there does come a time in everybody's creation creative process where you need feedback you're so in your work that you view it from the inside and not the outside and there comes a time you just need fresh eyes on it. You need somebody else to be able to say to you, oh, by the way, did you realize that bit doesn't really make sense? And you're like, oh, I just didn't even notice, you know? So you definitely need feedback. But you should never, I think, ask for feedback until you feel somewhat empowered, until you feel in yourself that you already know the value of it to some extent and you just want to make it better. Okay, you want to make it better. Now, I'm saying this and as I'm saying this, I am thinking about, obviously, when it's your very first time writing something and it is very scary. I remember what it's like. I do remember what that was like. And I remember writing. I think I did the same thing. I think I wrote about 30 pages and then I really wanted someone to take a look at it to tell me, is it any good? Is it worth continuing and all that thing? So I do understand that impulse. I'm just going to say I don't I'm not ignorant of it. When I reflect on that though, I'm just going to say to you right now, I'm about to give you this gift. It is good enough. I don't even have to look at your pages. It is good enough. It is worth writing. It is worth continuing. And I would say that to anybody, even if what you have written up till now is a holy hot mess, I would still say to you, it is good enough. It is worthy. Continue writing. And the reason that I would say that no matter what state it's in is quite simply because I know now as somebody who has been doing this for a long time and who's written a lot of scripts, I know that no matter what a mess it is in, it can be made better and it will be made better. And part of the process is to start with something that might be absolutely terrible it might be a horrible hot mess and turn it into something beautiful and amazing, and that that can happen and that happens, right? So I'm just here to say, if you are feeling that impulse, and I do understand it, I have been in that position, you are enough, it is good enough, keep going, keep going. There is only ultimately one way in the whole world that you will ever write a good script, and that is to write. It's just to write and it's to keep writing. And it's to be willing to write the terrible stuff. I mean, that is one of the things you have to be willing to do. You have to be willing to write awful things in order to write good things. Just like as a piano player, if you were learning to play the piano and you've never played before... You don't sit down the first day of playing a piano and expect to like play a Mozart sonata perfectly. That would be insane. That would be the definition of insanity. If it's your very first screenplay and it's the very first draft of your very first screenplay, it would be kind of nuts to think this is going to be an amazing, polished, perfect piece of work. Why would it be? And why should it be? Why would you put that pressure on yourself? You have permission to write absolute nonsense. You have permission to write drivel it's fine. Nobody dies from it. Everything's fine. You know, it doesn't hurt anybody. And everybody has done it. And the only way that you get to the point of writing good things is by writing a lot of bad things first. I mean, it's really the only way. And it's just to be willing to do that and to know that that's part of the process and to do it without fear. So rather than writing a tiny little bit and then saying, oh, you know, uh, is this any good? (laughs) You know, it's like, no, of course it's not any good. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It will get good when you continue to work on it. That's what screenwriting is. Screenwriting is always about writing, 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 and then getting to the good stuff. The films that I've made, generally, it's been 25 drafts to get to production. So that will give you a clue. I read a thing from Aaron Sorkin the other day where he said something similar that I think his first film, it was like 20 drafts before he went out with it. 20, (laughs) you know, and here we are like halfway through the first draft going, can someone please read it and tell me if it's any good and if it's worth continuing with. Of course it's worth continuing with, but you have to choose that nobody else and don't look to the outside. I think this is the thing in the whole process of being a screenwriter or a filmmaker You have to develop that faith in your voice and in your message and in what you want to share that is quite simply like sticking a flag in the ground and saying, this is what I stand for. This is me. This is what I love. This is what I believe. This is what I have faith in. This is what I value. And that's terrifying because it goes back to that whole thing that other people are going to judge you and other people are going to say, well, that's a rubbish place to be putting your flag, (laughs) right? That's a terrible place and you're terrible and your flag's awful and everything about you is terrible. People are going to do that no matter what. No matter what, that is what is going to happen, right? People are going to tear you down no matter what. People are not going to like your work no matter what. That's how it goes. And when you accept that and you realize that, it's very freeing. Because again, you realize you don't need the validation of others. Your work is your work. It will find your audience. The people who will find it will love it because they love it. And the people who won't, won't. And seeking that validation, whether you're, you know, whether you're at the beginning of the journey or whether you're at the end, because let me be clear, I think, when we actually make a film or we finish something, we put it out in the world, it's another level of seeking validation. We want to get into the fancy film festival because then we're validated. When we're producing the film, there's all kinds of weird things that go on. In order to feel validated, we want a bigger budget. We want star names because then we feel fancy. We feel like impressive in some way. Whereas if we're making a movie for $50,000 and there's no stars, it feels like we're less validated than somebody making a film for $5 million. But there's no difference. There's literally no difference so the underlying takeaway that I want you to get from this episode is quite simply seeking validation is a fool's errand it will destroy you as an artist if you're serious about creating a life as a screenwriter as a filmmaker or whatever kind of artist you need to develop your own power of belief in yourself. You need to validate yourself. You need to know that you have value no matter what, even if you've written the worst rubbish ever. <laughs> and believe me, you haven't done it cause I've done it. Right? I've written the worst scenes imaginable, the most cliche, the most wooden, boring, stupid, pointless, terrible scenes. I have written them, right? But I still know that I have value and that my voice has value. Because that's how it is. Because you do and I do and we all do and we don't have to prove it. What we have to do, though, is we just write. We continue to write. When we polish things, when we get to the point that we're ready for feedback, we get some feedback so we can make our work better. But we never, never, never have to seek validation. We never need to rely on other people. If we did, we will be stopped, <laughs> right? And it might be early on in the screenwriting process that somebody says, oh, you're, you, you, know, you don't get through to the next round of the competition or you don't get the deal that you hope for for your script or the script doesn't get made, doesn't get picked up, all those things. If you let that kind of feedback determine your path, it's going to be a short one. Same with if you decided to let the validation at the end determine your path. If you rely on the voice of critics to decide whether you should make another movie or not, right, then, you know, like you're never going to make another movie at certain point because someone is going to tell you how terrible you are. It's, I mean, that's the nature of the game. So validate yourself. Choose today, right now, to recognize that you have value, your voice has value, you are worthy, you are enough And now just proceed with that as a given. And if people want to give you feedback on your work at different times, you can take it or leave it. You can use it. You can not. You can make it. If it helps you, consume it. And if it doesn't help you, you throw it away. You let it go. You brush it off like water from a duck's back because it doesn't help you on your journey. But you know that your path is your path. You're validated and you're worthy on it. And that's all that matters. And that brings us to a close this week. I hope this has been inspiring or helpful in some way on your journey. If it has, as always, I love to hear from you. I'm on Instagram at Diane Bell, or you can reach out to me at my website. Or indeed, if you have time, please leave me a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this. I appreciate it so much. Next week, I'm planning to talk about the path to directing. So if that interests you at all, a lot of people reached out to me after dare to direct the recent podcast episode I shared on why you might want to direct and debunking some myths about directing. And next week, I'm going to share a little bit about how to make it happen if you do feel that calling. So stay tuned for that. I hope you're all doing really well. I'm sending you so much love. Thank you for being here with me
0: today. Be well and see you next week. Bye. If you want to build more sustainable eating habits, Noom Weight can help. Our program uses psychology to empower you with the practical knowledge and skills you need to build long-lasting habits and behaviors. Our personalized courses use scientifically proven principles like cognitive behavioral therapy to help you better understand and manage your relationship with food, one meal at a time. So whether your goal is to feel more energized, boost your mood, or improve your stress levels, Noom can provide you with the expert guidance and tools to make it happen. Best of all, you're in charge of how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. 5, 10, or 15 minutes. How much time you want to spend on our program is up to you. We won't tell you what you can or can't eat either, because we don't believe in good or bad foods. Instead, we'll provide you with the support and wisdom you need to make informed choices that fit your lifestyle and health goals. Start your trial at Noom.com balance. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash balance.